very first episode of The Nitty Gritty. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Ash. We are super excited to be starting this podcast. We aren't women in STEM. We're not engineers. We're not motorheads, if you know what that means. Um, we are just media students. Women in media. But, but we are obsessive and we enjoy Formula One. And frankly, a passion and obsession is all you need to start a podcast. So here we are. Here we are. And since we're getting ready for the new season, we thought it would be such a good idea to do a little refresher on what happened last season and kind of what happened in the driver's market during silly season. And you know what? Even the team principals decided to have a little silly season of their own. So we're going to cover that, too. So let's start with a little recap. I really need one, personally. So let's start in Bahrain. Um, Charles won, so slay, but maybe not slay because it's kind of like a curse that if you win in Bahrain, you literally are f***ed. <laughs> um... But it was a Ferrari 1-2 with a double Merc 3rd and 4th and a double DNF for Red Bull, which was not great for Red Bull fans. And Seb had COVID, so Nico had to step in for him at Aston Martin. And then Seb still had COVID in Saudi Arabia, so Nico subbed in again. Um, and then Yuki and Mick didn't even start the race. That's so great for Haas and AlphaTauri to start like that. I mean, but are we surprised? Question We're really not surprised. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually a trend going forward in the rest of the season. But Max wins this race, and both of our drivers were on the podium with Sergio in fourth. So it was kind of redeeming for Red Bull with, you know, Max winning and Sergio being in fourth. And then we had Australia. In Australia, you know... Hottie Charles, our man. Um, he won, God bless, but let's be honest... That's one of the very few times we see Charles happy. This season? <laughs> um, hopefully not for next season. But believe it or not, Max, not on the podium. He retired in lap 39 with his engine literally set aflame. So Max not on the podium, which is a rare for the season. Um, but this was George's first party, po podium. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. He really, like, suffered at Williams. So it's what he deserves. I know. <laughs> his first podium. He's getting up there. We'll see that consistently happening throughout the season as well. Danny, in his home race, was in sixth, behind Lando in fifth. And, I mean, it's the man's home turf. At least at least let him get a little higher. But whatever. And um, Alex also getting Williams' first points of the season as well in P10. I love my man Alex. Shout out to him. And then we had Imola. It was a wet race, and then Danny Rick had to hit hot chili pepper signs. Um, no. Signs is beached in the gravel. Kind of becomes a trend this season. No, no, no shade. Love Carlos. Um, and then Mick hit Alonzo. Danny hit signs, but and they both ended up finishing seventeenth and eighteenth respectively. Yikes. But like honestly, like kind of karma. Love Mick and Daniel, but karma. Karma is my boyfriend. Um, Lando podiumed here. Oh, that's his only podium last season and only podium for McLaren. It's kind of impressive, though. Blanda. And then Red Bull 1-2 gave Red Bull fans some hope. It was a win for the Red Bull girlies. Couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. Um, but we respect. Love you, Max. High five. Um, next, we're in Miami. Um, first race in Miami. Please invite us. Get us, get us into I Miami. I want to be please. shaking ass on a yacht in Miami. <laughs> I can't afford Dubai, so we're doing it in Miami. Yeah, I mean, we'll keep we'll keep it in the Americas, where we're from. P1 Max, Charles P2, Sainz P3, Go Ferrari, George coming up from P12 to P5, and we see, see him do this a lot during the season as well. He's and I'm like, Slay King, the switch from William to Mercedes, homie is making his way up. He's in his reputation era last season. And, and then, yeah. And then once again, Alex getting points for Lilium again, keeping him consistent. Thank you. 
Latifi could never. Anyways. <laughs> and then we are in Spain. And this is kind of where drama kind of starts for Red Bull, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Red Bull 1-2 in Spain. Please pray for us Ferrari fans. I mean, it's already happened. We know how last season went. It wasn't fun for us Ferrari fans. George is on the podium again. Joe and Charles are tired. <laughs> so slay. I'm not crying. You are. And then Checo. This is kind of what the tea starts with Red Bull. Checo let Max pass on lap 12 to pass George. And the team orders were if Max couldn't pass George, he had to give the position back to Checo. Max did not give the position back to Checo after he couldn't pass George. He said no. So a little bit of drama is starting at Red Bull early on in the season. And, and we Yuki, see this coming later. Yeah, the, we'll get into it. Karma is real. Yuki, my beloved, finished in the points. Love that man. And then this Red Bull drama continues into Monaco. It's literally a <laughs> show. It's literally so bad. Checo crashed in quali in his second run. And we'll get into why that's important during Brazil, but just know Checo crashed in quality. Um, it rained really bad, so the race was suspended after formation, and then it was um, delayed. I actually didn't even know it rained in Monaco. Did you know it rained in Monaco? I don't, I know why don't I study was... geography or whatever, <laughs> biology, whatever weather is. Uh, I don't, mediography? Medi- mediography. What is it? We should stop before we embarrass I don't know what it is. We're losing all credibility. Okay, anyways. <laughs> So the Monaco curse is live and well. Oh Charles started on pole and was actually leading really well until Ferrari was like, let's do a double stack behind Carlos. Ha. And they're like, oh, box, box. And they're like, actually stay out. And Charles was pissed. Charles was so mad. As he should. Um, and they pitted him for hards in a double stack. And Charles dropped from P1 to P4. And he ended up finishing in P4. And guess who ended up winning that race? Checo sort of ended up winning that race after his great quality. Hmm. And Max was on the podium, but he was in P3. Also, Ooh. iconic is that Seb finishing the points. He hadn't he hadn't announced his retirement yet. That was heartbreaking. Don't I cried really hard. I remember being at the bus stop in tears on my way to work. But we'll get into that yeah. later. Yeah. How about how about we talk about Baku? Um. Yeah. Do I want to talk about Baku though? Because none of them finished the race. Both of them, not even at the finish line. Um. Carlos stopped with hydraulic failure on lap nine. Lap nine. That's how early we stopped. And then Charles suffered engine failure on lap 20, which is still hella early, and ended up in literal smoke. So the last time, yeah. or the first time, yeah. we've seen that. Also, Kevin, Zhao, and Lance also retired early in Baku with various mechanical issues. And we'll be seeing a lot of mechanical issues this season as well, but it's Formula One. What do you expect? Next, we're in Montreal. Um, please Our- invite us with media passes this, um, this year, please. We didn't get to go last year because we are, believe it or not, as you mentioned, media students therefore we are broke <laughs> but um please invite us we would love to be there we are canadian um now as a consistency we mentioned earlier and i love you yuki so much Mahomi crashed into the barrier on turn two on lap 49 and there was a safety car lewis in the mercedes took a second podium of the year in p3 mind you how many races are we in and this is only a second podium and this is lewis hamilton we're talking about that <laughs> Kevin's front wing was literally hanging off and everyone was and moaning. So he was black and orange flagged, forcing him to pit for damage. T. Um, Kevin said it's too easy to influence the race directors. He had something to say about the race directors. And we love to see it. And we love to see it. Fuck the FIA. Say it again for the people who didn't hear that. But Lance finishing in the top 10 of his home race is kind of slay. That's my man. He's literally so Canadian. Can we talk about that for a second? Because he's a Canadian Grand Prix. Proud to be a Canadian right there. He's proud to be a Canadian. I just know he's really good at shotgunning. And I just know that he can open a bottle of beer with his teeth. 
Like, you know how Hailey Bieber can do that? Oh my God. I just know he can do that too. And that's why we should be invited to the Montreal Grand Prix because we would party hard with Lance and we'll support our fellow Canadian, okay? And then we're on Silverstone. I feel like we all remember watching this race early in the morning being like, what the f*** did we just see? Big scary crash at the start of the race when Sal flipping upside down, literally hurtling over to the barrier and launching into the actual fence shaking the fence and everything after making contact with George at the beginning and there is the meme of George jumping out and racing to check on Sal like jumping out of his car running looking like Mario and because there was assistance involved he couldn't rejoin and the drivers were all taken to the medical center and there were no major injuries but god bless the halo because I was absolutely terrified watching that and at the end of the day, we have to remember, like, these are real people. And I was on the brink of tears. I was very scared. God bless the halo. On the other side of all that spookiness, Carlos Stein's first career Formula One win? Slay for him. That's slay. Slay for him. Slay I, for the mister. I didn't watch that race. Oh, I, this, The next race is the first race I watched in Austria. Ooh. I didn't have F on TV yet. I was watching on some illegal site. It was literally glitching so hard. We've all been there. And literally, when I turn on this live stream the first thing i see is carlos's car is on fire it's rolling backwards on fire he's in the car see, it's, it's not smoking. the first time he set a flame literally he's sitting in like the grass just like with his head in his hands <sighs> like this is is this the future for ferrari do i really want to be a ferrari fan but here we are still but a ferrari fan and um, that's what true dedication and consistency is the good news is charles did win that race there is a god and as hillary duff said waiting for a ferrari win is like waiting for rain in this drought and I will have to say, Bars. even though it's my first race, I experienced that. I'm so glad the first race I watched Ferrari won because I don't think I could deal with two losses by Carlos and Charles. But George did an insane recovery here too. He had a five second penalty after colliding with Checo and he dropped to 19th, but he recovered to P4. This man is actually insane. He's been recovering so well throughout the season. It's kind of crazy. How are you coming up that much? <laughs> Anyways, next race we watched is France. Mm. This oui, oui. was the trenches for us <laughs> Ferrari fans. Terrifying. I was actually sitting there jaw on the floor so scared. This is the race where we got that. I don't know if I can call it iconic. Mm. The, the, the I radio think it is. of Charles screaming after he crashed into the barrier due to driver error. And his words, not mine, is he said, if I keep making these mistakes, I deserve not to win the championship. That broke my heart. He looked so sad. And that's kind of, I think, where I realized where I was like, we're not getting this championship this year. It's just not happening. The My Chemical Romance playing in the background as he yells that. <laughs> the emo vibes. Um, it was a good race for Alpine um, with both of them finishing uh, in the points. And they brought home 12 points, which is pretty good. Mm. Um, not a great race for Pierre for a home race. He did finish outside the points. And, and Max did win by a 10-second lead. Are we surprised? Still a double Brit uh, Sadie's podium. Love yeah. that for us. We love that. Then we move on to Hungary. Hungary. Disappointing one for the Ferrari fans. Again, are Again. we surprised? Back to back. Very bad strategic call from Ferrari, as usual, because they pitted uh, Charles for hards. And originally Red Bull was going to go with the strategy, is what Max said. But they ended up not going with that because... Max was having trouble finding grip on the track, even with softs, because mm. the track was so cold. So Red Bull is smart for that. Hannah is one smart gal. That's her. That's uh, woman in STEM. Woman in STEM. Um, Woo! And Max won the race after starting 10th. And this was where George had his maiden pole in qualifying, but he did not win. Obviously, Max did. Next, we're in Spa. Max started in P14, and homie still won the race. It's reminding me of George. 
Um, Lewis had made contact with Alonzo, forcing him to retire, but Alonzo was still able to continue, so Lewis did not finish the race. And then we're in the Netherlands. This is where... This is where sh- continues, guys. So we have a victory for Max in his home race. Congratulations to you, King. Um, but the fans? Jesus Christ, Not Ash. it. Them throwing the flares on track was actually so scary. Literally endangering the drivers. I don't know how they can call themselves fans throwing that on the track while people are driving. Cars that are so hot, filled with fuel. Like, that is so dangerous. I don't know why anyone thought that was a good idea. It's just like, where is your critical thinking? And, like, at the end of the day, no matter if we support, like, different teams or different drivers, can we just, like, come to terms and enjoy the sport and, like, support the people we like and maybe, like, not hurt each other? Because, please, people, common sense. Let's not forget that when we go <laughs> to the race. But Steins had a very slow pit stop because Ferrari did not have the tires ready. Is anyone here surprised? And then, and then they left the wheel gun out and Checker ran over it. So this was kind of like it's unsafe, messy. kind of like an unsafe release almost, not really. And they had to give a five second penalty to Carlos for that. And he ended up finishing P8 instead of P5 at the end of the race because they didn't find out until afterwards that he got that penalty. It's but, giving messy. It's giving messy. But we do have some conspiracies going on. So on lap 45, Yuki had been pulled over with an issue in his front left tire and he was told to continue and went about his life. And then two laps later, he retired with a different issue. Now, this brought out a virtual safety car, allowing Max to make a pit stop and to keep the lead ahead of both Lewis and George, okay? Then in the post-race heat, okay, where things really do be going on, the conspiracy theory had emerged, accusing Red Bull racing strategists of conspiring with their sister team, you know, Appletori, um, to ensure a favorable result for Max to finish the race ahead of the two Mercedes. Listen, I don't believe this. I'm like, I know, like, there's a lot of, like, tea with Red Bull and they're, like, they can be shady, especially with the whole cost cap situation yeah. last year. I just don't think they would do that. And I don't think, like, I feel like that's so bad for PR. And I don't think they're that stupid. But I even mean, with the cost cap, they tried to be so, like, discreet about it and, yeah. like, not make it public. Why would they do that if, like, it's going to seem so obvious? Especially because it was literally right after the race that people already started to, like, comment about it. And I feel like if they were going to do this, it wouldn't be something that's, like, that poorly planned or, like, that instant. It would have been something more premeditated, I Exactly. Like. Now we're in Monza. Woo! The most important news, personally, I think, is that Alex had appendicitis. So <sighs> Nick DeVries had to step in as the literal reserve driver king he is, literally a reserve driver for every team ever. Mm. He had to step in, and he finished within the points. His first time in a Formula One car, like, actually on track driving instead of, like, an FP1 session. King behavior. And I cannot express how sweet it was. He couldn't feel his arms because they were, like, jello because he's not used to, like, the G-force. So I had to grab him out of the car. And Joe helping him take off his overalls. Literally so sweet. I'm so excited to see him on the track this year. Charles did lose the lead after starting on pull-up this race. Are we surprised? No offense, love Charles. Uh, don't love Ferrari. Hopefully mm-hmm. it'll change this year. But Max did win the race. Danny Rick had to retire because the Monza curse is alive and well. She lives. And another really important part of Monza is a safety car controversy. So mm. the race ended under safety car because of Danny Rick's car not being able to get taken off track. And Horner said that the race should not have ended like that and that it should have been red flagged. Toto thinks that they did the right thing and that this is actually what should have happened at Abu Dhabi last year. Mm. Because that's technically the rules. So like, why did we do this here at Monza but didn't do this last year? Because it favored Red Bull. Because who did we say was sussy? Anyways, that's just some tea. I kind of might be on Toto's side with that. But, you know, it's kind of biased because I'm a Mercedes Ferrari fan. Sochi was canceled for obvious reasons. And then we have Singapore. Real sweat. I'm a high performance <laughs> athlete. Athlete sweat. Sweat, baby. Ki, 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 ki. 
The race was delayed because of a thunderstorm. I, I'm actually convinced I don't know nothing about geography because I did not know it could rain in Singapore either. Am I just stupid? Maybe. Yes, maybe. Um, the race laps were shortened in 59 instead of 61 because the race went till two hours. And the funniest part is, so Max did not want win this race. Checo did, even though he had a five-second penalty. Mm. Max locked up really bad. I don't remember what lap it was on. And you can still see his lockup lines on the road because Singapore's a street circuit. That's actually insane. Well, now we're on to Japan. And, well, Max won his second world championship. Whatever. JK, love you, Max. Slaking. Japan was just rainy and messy, y'all. Something you don't see every day is Esteban holding off Lewis Hamilton for fourth, making his best finish of the season and leaving Lewis in fifth. Something we do see every day is a Ferrari L with Carlos crashing into the barrier and retiring, but that was really scary and really spooky, and I was very scared and it was, like, not fun to watch. This was the longest race I ever watched in my entire life. My roommates <laughs> tried to watch this with me, and literally all of them ended up going to bed because this race ended at 6 a.m. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have a good sleep schedule if you want to be a Formula 1 fan. There was a lot of confusion now with all the points, and if everyone was getting full points or because the race was shortened, which is why even, like, Max didn't know if he had won the championship yet or not because of this. And there was the issue with the tractor on track. This is Suzuka. Tractor on track ha- does have some bad history here, yeah. as we all know. Uh-huh. Pierre was pissed, as he should be. The <sighs> FIA said that Pierre was speeding under yellow flag conditions, even though people have said that onboard footage shows that the race hadn't been yellow flagged yet when the tractor was on the track. But Pierre ended up getting some li- um, points on his super license, and Jules's family was pissed. Yeah, it Which was they not... should be. That was actually so disrespectful. I yeah. think the race should have been red flagged, and then they should have gotten the tractor on track. And then we have Austin. Yes. I watched this race at a bar in Kensington <laughs> Market. It was a very bad experience. I was deeply uncomfortable. Literally, George hit uh, Carlos in the first lap. Are we surprised? Kind of not really. Loved you, love you, George, but you kind of scared me last season. Um, <laughs> Red Bull sealed the Constructors Championship here. This helped Max win a break the record of most wins in a single F1 season, breaking Michael Schumacher's record. And by the end of the season, he broke that by having 15 wins when the previous was 13 wins. Mm. This man is actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Yasser Verstappen could literally never. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of it. Max had a still pit stop, and but he made the positions back because he's Max. Then we're in Mexico. Max had already won the championship in Suzuka. Why couldn't he let my boy Checo just have his freaking home race? Like, give the man, give the man his home race at least. But Mercedes had tire problems. Ferrari struggled with pace throughout the race. It ended up over half a minute behind Max, which is crazy. Pick up the speed. But then we're on to Brazil after that. Brazil. See, yeah. Mexico City, Max wanting Checo win is kind of tea. Because I'm like, this is kind of, Brazil is kind of where it all blows up. Yeah. So it All was the things event- Ashford mentioning earlier add up to now. Exactly. Brazil is where it all exploded. And it was eventful as hell, other than Red Bull drama. Because we would expect nothing less from this iconic circuit. George started on pole after winning the sprint. And he won, got his first F1 win, his maiden F1 win. Ferrari got P3 and P4. But the most important part is a Red Bull T. Max refused to give P6 to Checo to help Checo get P2 in the championship and left Checo in P7 to be tied with Charles. I'm just going to say deep down that Max is actually a Ferrari fan, but we know that's not what it is. So what actually happened is, remember that Monaco qualifying team? So basically, this is where it all literally went to shit. People are speculating that Checo purposely crashed in Monaco mm. so that he could have a better qualifying than Max because the race before Monaco, Max refused to give Checo his position back after trying to help him overtake George. So honestly, this kind of just came to bite Max back in the ass. Karma. I don't know. I don't understand how Max kind of got to 
it's kind of confusing, but I'm just saying there's a lot of drama here. It all started back in Spain at the start of the season and came all the way to Brazil. Second last race of the season. The drama's going all around the world. She's international. <laughs> She's hopping and hopping. Ooh. And now we're on the last race of the season, Abu Dhabi. Ladies and gentlemen, and they thems, we are about to take off because we are airborne. I thought this was Formula One, not... Top Gun. Top Gun. I love Top Gun, guys. During the battle between Carlos and Hamilton, Hamilton was forced wide and to cut corners and going over the curb, allowing him to keep his position, yes, but was momentarily airborne. Homie was up in the air. He was supposed to be in Top Gun. He was just trying to live his dream because he couldn't be in Top Gun. That is so facts. I was personally robbed. I think they did that against me personally. I feel affected. He should have been in Top Gun. Then on lap five, Hamilton was instructed to let signs pass. Then on lap 55, Lewis got stuck in seventh gear, forcing him to retire. And Mercedes just lost all hope of passing Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship. Crying, screaming, throwing up. That also meant for the first time in Hamilton's 16-year career, he would go an entire season without recording a Grand Prix victory. And I felt like my world had ended. Our world also ended (laughs) when this was the first complete season where Sebastian Vettel had not recorded a podium finish in his career. And as if it couldn't get worse, Max got a second Formula One World Championship and my world... Okay, listen. I'm not going to be a hater. But he's king. King behavior. He's, he's just too good. He's in a league of his own. I, it's just that, like, with Artie Lewis and Sebastian, that was already, like, so much to me. And then, like, love you, Max. Love you, King. But, like... That was a straw that broke the camel's back is what it is. Yeah. All right. Now that we've recapped everything that happened last season... Let's see what changes are made to the teams and what we can expect in the 2023 season. So Ferrari is still C2. Charles and Carlos, love my lives. Loves of my lives? Sure. Red Bull is still checked on Max, but Danny Rick is now the reserve and Loki like the PR man. He just is literally always in front of the camera. They just reposted him because they know how much we love him. Exactly. And they are doing it right. I'm loving all this Danny Rick content. But also everyone thinks if Checo makes a mistake, they're going to boot him for Danny. I don't know how much I believe that. Neither do I, but I also like... I'm worried for Danny going back to Red Bull personally, just for like his mental health, my mental health, the world's <laughs> mental health. I'm scared. We love Danny. Don't love Red Bull. Yeah. Then we went to Mercedes. Still George and Lewis. Well, oh my God, my sweet baby, Abel Jewel, Mick, is going to be the reserve driver. My like personal team speculation is like, do we think like Lewis might be getting too old? Do you think they're favoring George now? I don't think so. I feel I like hope Toto not. loves Lewis too much to yeah. like favor one above the other. Yeah. And I think they're pretty even because George has done a lot for Mercedes and so has Lewis. Exactly. But I think Lewis has done more for how long they've been together. So I don't think there's a reason that they should be favoring. Exactly. And like, I really hope that's not the case, but I've just been seeing a lot of speculation around it. And I'm like, guys, don't say that. Lewis is speculation my Speculation is not the truth. And <laughs> that's that. And now on to the next M team of McLaren, which is Lando and Oscar. Now, listen, y'all. This is, not to be rude, I love them, Kings, but this is the little boy team. It's the little boy team. The little boy drivers for little boy fans. I'm not a little boy, unfortunately. I might look like one, but I'm not. Listen, I think this is, I think they drink, like, milk for breakfast. <laughs> we know that's the truth. Like, Lando drinks some milk. milk is they are say. literal children. The Oscar Piasco with Alpine, literally insane. <sighs> oh my gosh, literally, I've never experienced so much stress in my life. This is the drama I need in my life, though. I, I love it. Don't get me started, but if you don't know what happened... Alpine said Oscar's driving for them. Oscar was like, hell no, I'm not. And then shortly after, he announced that he had signed with McLaren after Silverstone. And Danny Rick didn't know this. And Danny Rick thought he had a seat last next year, but he did not. So Danny was getting booted. Also, fun fact, I have a McLaren Danny hoodie that came in the same day that all this happened. And I was like, well, fuck, what do I do with all of this? Return it. That's what happened. We returned it. Then we have Alpine. We have Esteban and Pierre there. 
listen, I have different opinions about both of them, but I don't dislike either of them, but they don't like each other. <laughs> That's the tea. Honestly, they've been doing a lot of PR together and they seem fine. They're mature adults now. They're yeah. not mortal enemies on the carding track anymore. They're not five. Yeah. But I think it'll be a nice enemies to lovers. I'm excited to see what happens. My favorite trope, personally. One of the best book tropes ever. But I'm concerned about Pierre having to miss a race early at Alpine because he has so many penalty points on his license and they don't start expiring until May. So he has to be a real good boy early on in the season. And I don't know if he's good at that. Don't say that. Alfa Romeo, literally our unproblematic kings. Valtteri and so, no thoughts. Love them. Love them. Valtteri, kings, kings, kings. Valtteri's our Australian king now. I love that, man. That team, amazing. Alfa Tori, oh my God. Mickey and Yuki. I'm going to be honest. We are children of divorce. Pierre and Yuki, Oh my goodness gracious. Seeing them separated was honestly the hardest thing for me because childhood divorce. I've never ha had divorced parents, but it felt like I was yeah. experiencing having divorced parents. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm excited to see Nick drive though. Yeah. I love that man. I'm He's so, so excited great. to see him on the so track iconic. and see him this season. And maybe they'll have a speed advantage because of how short they are. Maybe they can, like make the car really compact. The short king team is what they are. Then we have Aston Martin, our Canadian team. Fernando and Lance literally look like they're related. Is, <laughs> are we sure Lawrence is Lance's dad? Because I'm not sure. Father and son. We love a good duo. There was a crash between them. I don't remember what race, but I'm just expecting a lot of tea this season from them. Canadian king. And then we got Haas. Ash, you have anything to say about Kevin and Nico? Other than the fact, suck my balls, mate. <laughs> All I have to say about them. I am excited to see the tea they bring. Haas is already the tea team. So I'm excited to see... What goes down there? Is there going to be any fuck smashing doors? Are they going to look like wankers? Like, what's the tea here? We live for we live for the talk. Um, and then Williams with Alex and Logan. Hash. Mm, all I have to say is, and I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> I don't know anything about Logan except for the fact that he's American and all the tea about his family and the politics in America with Trump and stuff. But I have no thoughts about Logan other than that. Love Alex. So he's our DRS trained king. I love Alex. And now let's move on to the actual drama of this season. I thought it was going to be the drivers, but no. The team principals dropping on the F1 Instagram page was absolutely crazy. Listen, they were like, drivers, step aside. It is our turn to have a silly season. Let us have the spotlight for once. They're like the big boys are in. So Ferrari, Benotto out. Literally, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I... I think we prayed for days like these. I can't <laughs> afford to cry anymore, so please let this be better. Fred Vasseur seems like the sweetest man ever. He's worked with Charles before when he was at Sauber. I'm excited to see them work together. They seem really happy together as like a little trio. Yeah. So maybe it'll be good for the team. Red Bull is still Christian Horner. Literally nothing changes except that they're all toxic men. I would be so scared if I saw them in public, if I'm being honest. At Young and Dundas, I would run. I'd Honestly, it's so true. As, <laughs> I'd be scared. Um, the only person we stand on this team is our Queen Hannah. Please switch to Ferrari. We what need you. Um, Mercedes, we still have Toto Wolf, but James Bowles is out. Yeah. He was no more strategy for Mercedes. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, they better not turn into Ferrari. That'd um, be bad. McLaren is Andreas Stella. Mm. It, it's funny because the previous team principal was Andreas. They we just were... did not want to change the team kit. They're like, we can't. <laughs> Keep it moving. Um, Andreas moved to CEO at Sauber or yeah. at Alfa Romeo. And Alpine, also no comment. Still Otmar. Nothing nothing to say about this man. Slay. Alfa Romeo, I have no clue who this man is. I'm so sorry. Alessandro Aluni Bravi. I can't pronounce any of these names. I don't even know how to say it. I don't know nothing about this man. Yeah. That's kind of all I perceive about this. Alfa Romeo is such a like unproblematic team. I know nothing about them. Alfa Torre, we still have Franz Tost. Love that man. Love He's that man. so sweet. King. Aston Martin, we still have Mike Crack. No thoughts. No, no thoughts. Head empty. Haas. 
I love the Gunther memes. I love that man. I just, anything he says, I'm like, you and I Put have the same it. anger and like spiritual levels. Put it on a t-shirt for me, please. Like, he needs more screen time and Drive to Survive. I can't wait to have some more iconic quotes from him this year. Yeah, 100%. And then at Williams, we have James Bowles, you know, Williams and Mercedes' sister team. I know this man has good strategies, so maybe this will be good for Williams. Maybe Williams will actually be something, like a competitor for I'm some really teams. hoping so, yeah. So now let's move into the car launches. Listen, we aren't professionals. As we said, we're not women in STEM. We know nothing about, like, what these cars actually, like, what they look like and what they mean. I'm an art student. I look at the colors. (laughs) That's all I look at. I look at the colors. My main observation has been that everyone's side pods are really different this this year. And I think it has to do with the weight being reduction in the FIA rules. It's giving slim thick. I'm going to do a quick rundown (laughs) on what we did perceive because we know nothing about cars at all. Um, Don't at me. Haas is a MoneyGram partnership, Chipotle partnership. They're getting that bag. Get that bag. At least it's not McDonald's. But Ferrari, maybe you should do McDonald's because red and yellow. That's my hint. (laughs) There you go. Take it. Um, They do have more black on the car. People are thinking that maybe it's going to be stripped of the paint and it's going to be exposed carbon fiber to have less weight we don't know much about the car because the driver's like standing in front of it and like hiding it in the photos so they're like great. it's a secret don't look red bull looks exactly the same like i'm sure there's some differences that we don't see but i don't know anything about cars so it looks the same i'm sure feel free to kindly educate us and let us know literally williams i noticed that the side pod's a little bit different mm. they're like a little bit more round and curvy love the slim thick mm. love the love the color palette and I love the little battery Duracell thing they have. Oh my the god, top. yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is so iconic of them. Alfa Romeo, they replaced the white paint with black paint. I'm gonna, I think it's gonna be exposed carbon again because yeah. everyone's doing that to get less weight. And the side pods are bigger, whatever. The back wing, it's all different a little bit. I don't know what it means. The team kit is slay though. Love mm. that it's all black. They look great. Yeah, good choice. Al- the Alfa Tori is hideous. The color, it looks like they forgot that Orlin or whatever was their sponsor and they just slapped it on after they made the car i'm pretty sure that's what happened i hate the red accent they're like we're forgetting something literally the colors are terrible the the only thing that's different is that this the side pods aren't really square anymore they're mm. round that's what i noticed as someone who knows nothing about cars mclaren boring <laughs> that is literally a walking advertisement you might as well just be a billboard on like the f1 track it's yeah. actually horrendous i don't like looking at it the one thing that andrea stella did say that the launch car is not at the level they think it could be at so we can expect changes throughout the season and we love character development we love that i think we can expect that for most teams especially with the weight reductions this season yeah aston martin has some revised front wing side pods and stuff like that i don't know whatever the hell that means i have no clue what any of this means um, but i'm glad they kept the iconic color and didn't go with all like that all black to like shave off that paint yeah that's great of them the Ferrari looks the same. It's still iconic red, slim, thick. The day Ferrari gets a yellow car, I don't know what I do, but the day they do, I'll have something to say. It does resemble last year's car a lot. I saw something about an S duct in the side pod to help with downforce. Duct cleaning. Um, and then apparently Toto's like not happy about it, and he's getting the FI to investigate to Ooh. see if it's like allowed for like what they're using it for. So we'll see about that. Gee. Mercedes is back in black. With all that exposed carbon, they only have paint on the nose and a little bit on the body, uh, other parts of the body. Mm. It honestly looks like a W11 dupe, and dupe? I'm hoping it is, because that that car won Lewis the championship, and that's what we want. Oh my god, yes. They kind of stuck with that no side pod. It looks a little bit more curvy, but Toto said curvy. they plan to change its side pod concept early in the F1 season, so they're not going to keep what it looks like oh, right now. Oh, okay, never mind. Character development. Um, Alpine, it's still blue and pink. It's still Pepto-Bismol pink. They actually <laughs> had a second livery that's all pink. Literally horrendous. Um, they're using the Pepto-Bismol pink one for the first three races. Let's get into our predictions for this. Yeah, so um, similar to what the drivers do, we have a couple prompts here that we're going to answer based on our predictions. Ash, what's our first prompt here? Racing in 2023 will be 
I think it'll be mouthwatering. I think it'll be like shivering. I think the 2023 season is going to be back breaking everybody. That's what I'm predicting. I'm hoping that it's dramatic. I hope there's so much drama. I really hope it's like Gossip Girl F1 edition. And hopefully it's interesting with lots of battling and not like just like one big lead from one team. I really want to yeah. see everyone competing. Yeah. And then I will be celebrating in. I will be celebrating in Abu Dhabi with Charles because he had a great season. Just that he had predicted for the 2022 season. I'm going to bring it back for the 2023. It'll be great because I'll be there with him. I said I'm going to be celebrating my apartment because I can't afford tickets to any of the races. So if someone wants to invite me, that'd be really sweet. Oh my God, Lance. Hi. <laughs> any podium predictions? For me, Montreal Grand Prix. I want Lance to get a point, baby. I want that man to get P10. That's my prediction. I'm predicting Lance getting... Mance? Lance getting points in the home race. Mance, Lance? Kind of works. Getting us home. I'm hoping... Listen, Max, I'm not a hater, but I'm hoping the Monza curse is alive and well and takes Max out and we get a P1 Charles, P2 Valtteri, and P3 Nick. Valtteri! I want this crazy podium to happen. Any hot takes before we go real quick? My hot take for the first episode is Pierre Gasly. Period. My hot take is that maybe we should stop hating on driver's girlfriends and stop being five years old. Literally, Kika's Instagram getting banned is so immature. Like, are we okay? I understand that you all want to be wags. I mean, it's a dream life for all of us. Can, but can we please respect each other and, like, support our girly? Like, look at her go. She's killing it. Her Instagram post? Stunning. She is a master of her craft. She is the moment. And let's all support her for that. Jesus Christ. Do better things with your time. Research the livery changes and tell us what they're about. I mean, maybe we should be doing that, too. But we're not hating. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, thank you so much for listening or watching or however you choose to stream this. We will see you next week when we get into the nitty gritty.